1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Evil Man and Wipeout.
2: great intro, Chris. As always, you never, you never let us down with that. Um. This is pretty exciting, guys, because uh we're doing this episode remotely. We can't even see each other's faces, we're just listening to each other's mouths. Uh, because Chris is in fucking Vancouver.
1: Yeah, that's right. I'm in BC, Vancouver.
2: <laughs> yeah, how are you Before finding
1: Christ. It? It's, that's right. Uh, it's really that's great. Cool. It's really great. Um, yeah, I've been doing shows. Uh having a great time yeah. just got back from victoria yesterday having a great Chris, time. Did you go? it was great
3: did you see the ocean yet
1: yeah man i rode <laughs> across it ocean. on the
3: ferry oh wow <laughs> yeah that's how i got to yeah. victoria yeah. now does your humor what? does it work with an audience of ocean people because you're from toronto <laughs> where there is no yeah. ocean i'm just going to say it um yeah does it does your humor translate to well, with people who love the ocean,
1: I just turn all my lake jokes into ocean jokes, and it works.
2: <laughs> well, that's right. Because if you see Chris in Toronto, you do have like like twenty minutes on
1: lakes. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, fat lakes, skinny wow. lakes. I like them all. Doesn't matter.
2: Oh, I, I like love my curvy lakes.
1: lakes. Yeah, yeah, I love my curvy lake.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is great because it reminds me of the good old days of when we started this podcast during the global pandemic, uh, you know, COVID-19. Uh, I wish nice. oh, we could go back. It
1: was so yeah. nice. The good old days of the global pandemic. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. It was, it was the best. Oh, yeah.
4: It was oh, so man. fun. man.
1: Yeah. There was so much um, hmm. anger online. It was wild. <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh, Now, everything is settled down. It's it's good. uh, Yeah.
1: Now, life is is beautiful again. Isn't that crazy how the world just snapped right back into place?
3: (laughs) She's a resilient old gal, this planet.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there she is. Hey, boys. (laughs) Planet Earth (laughs) never looked finer. Yeah, damn, girl. (laughs) Do you think there's some aliens that fly by planet Earth and check out its ass?
2: Well, I was going to say, I, I I could see if Mike was an astronaut gazing mm-hmm. down at at planet Earth, I think he'd try to jerk off in his suit. Yeah, because, Mike, the way you talk about
3: this planet, yeah, I mean it's beautiful. i I'm, I'm just I'll say it again. I'm I find planet Earth very attractive, but. You're, the, you're a sci-fi guy, James, and you know yes. it, it would be very hard for a man to, or woman to, or or non-binary, non-binary person to physically manipulate themselves in space in a big, thick, high-tech suit. Um, I think and- you'd have to pull your arm in,
2: th- like in through mm-hmm. the sleeve, if you know what I mean, and into yeah. the body part. And then like how kind you of take like your pulling bra your arm in under your sweatshirt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. how I do that. Yeah. So, I think you could actually do it pretty easily. I do remember reading in a astronauts. sci-fi. You
1: guys would be ass Yes.
2: <laughs> True. Love ass. I do remember reading in a sci-fi novel um these these people in a spaceship were having sex, but it was like you've ne- you've you haven't lived unless you've had sex in with no gravity.
3: Yeah. That would so, probably mm, be very sweet. hard to do well. I think
2: you'd need a lot of ropes or contraptions or yeah. um, <laughs> straps, I guess. Yeah. Without, right, because you couldn't really push against anything. You're just floating around.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And it would make certain positions
2: nearly yeah. impossible. Because, Mike, I know you always talk about how you only have sex
3: in reverse cowgirl. Yeah. And I think that would be hard for you to do. I'd just be, I mean, my partner would be floating away from me with each uh, thrust. Yeah. We're getting kind of space dirty here, uh, yeah. but I'm willing to go there. Yeah.
1: Don't want to get too gross, but imagine you pulled out. Anyway. Oh, God. What, what would be floating no, actually, around
2: you could the room? Well, it would you be, could, yeah. Sorry, you could destroy your ship. It's like, it could float into, like, I don't know, uh, the... the the control panel.
3: Right. Or, I mean, the that's catastrophic, frame. but I also, yeah. Yes. I wouldn't, want, I wouldn't want to, just at the very least, annoy my fellow astronauts. Like, for instance, if Chris Hadfield was on board the ship with me, <laughs> and he knocks on the door and, and bursts in angrily, and he's like, how come this used condom floated into my acoustic guitar? <laughs> and he'd be irate.
1: What if you went yeah. to space one time, and uh, Chris Hadfield came in, the uh, anti-gravity chamber with you and Chris Hadfield now had big boobs like he got them (laughs) the last time he went to earth
3: oh my god I mean more power to the guy what would you do of course but what would you do I I would do whatever he he wanted me to do I guess because he's a hero
1: you know what I mean He's yeah. the most famous Canadian who's who's bl- it's like Chris Hadfield Bubbles. <laughs> <Yeah>. Mike <laughs> Myers, the- come on. Oh, okay. Okay. Chris Hadfield yeah. top. Bubbles, then Mike <laughs> Gold Myers. Gold member.
2: <laughs> I I love the idea of a spaced space ghost like sci-fi movie. Where it's Mike trapped Hmm. in a space station with Chris
3: Hatfield, and Chris Hatfield has huge, gorgeous boobs. Yeah, I. I, To be honest, now I'm revealing a lot about myself here, but I probably Mm -hmm. would find him irresistible.
1: Yeah, he is already irresistible. So if you add boobs, it's just like whoa.
3: Putting uh, it's like the cherry on top of the delicious sundae. (laughs) Cherry
1: on top of the space cream. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I just have to go get my cell phone plug to plug it in. Sure. Please keep chatting and I'll catch up Oh, when yeah, I come don't back. worry.
2: Uh, just to <laughs> let the listeners in on this, um, Chris is at an Airbnb and that damn Wi-Fi isn't working. What the fuck? So Chris yeah. is actually hotspotting his audio, um, which is really nice of him because that's going to just do do a number on his data. Don't you think, Mike?
3: I think it's going to do a number on his data and, you know, that's the... We're willing to pay for that to bring this amazing episode. Yeah, we are going to use yeah. are gonna use Patreon money to
2: pay Chris's data overage fees. So but thank I, you to our Patreons out there. We couldn't do this one without you, quite literally.
3: But I'm pissed the F off at the Airbnb host who mm. doesn't offer, you know, premium Wi Fi, like solid dependable Wi Fi. Who in twenty twenty two does that? That's crazy. It's absolute bullshit. This is like a um, horror movie, right? A podcaster a, hey, goes back. to an Airbnb and there's bad Wi-Fi.
1: <laughs> you know what?
3: From West
2: Craven.
1: It's not an Airbnb, but it's like a hotel that runs like one. It's weird. Oh, oh, strange. Oh, I think I know what you mean. I've stayed at a place like that before. Um,
2: yeah, so but Chris, it pisses you,
1: me off because they they charge premium mm-hmm. prices and then they don't have internet all day. That's bullshit.
2: Hey, um, are you going to go to the hotel bar tonight? Or are you going to go sort of be this like guy from out of town and you're making eyes at everyone at the bar and, you know, but nobody no knows your
1: story bar. or who you are? Huh? There's no hotel bar. It's like this weird sort of like oh. condo building, basically. What? Oh, that sucks. No Wi-Fi.
3: No bar. What's, what's next? No goddamn toilet in your room? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, please I tell I me a there's toilet. a toilet. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. You have a toilet. Thank God.
2: Um, How's the bed? Comfy? <laughs> we want it. People want to know. People love hearing about Absolutely. You know, hotels. And,
1: yeah. The bed. So I'm eating a couple nuts. I'm really low on energy right now.
3: <laughs> Don't worry. The bed is I really we comfy. A,
1: we
2: had a great back and forth about coming in a spaceship.
3: Yeah. I'm tired from that <clears throat> run. Um <clears throat> Chris, are the nuts provided by the, the Airbnb like hotel? Is. Nothing oh. is.
1: Everything is all me. Here, let me just get one thing more thing.
3: Mm. <laughs> oh. Chris well, has changed to? since he's gone to the West Coast. He's eating nuts. He's, he's all business. Plugging he loves in nuts. his phone. He's
2: yeah. yeah. Um what should we talk so about, Mike? Well, you oh, guys here, he's know he's I back.
3: have
1: massive sleeping problems because of anxiety. Yes. We do, um, we do. The, the bed here is really comfortable and i bought this thing today from a company called healthology it's called sleep great i love it it's a sleep formula um used in herbal medicine as a sleep aid and to help relieve restlessness and or nervousness story of my life Mm. helps to reduce the time it takes to fall asleep in people who fall asleep slowly and it's got a mix of Melatonin. Oh, I'm reading the French side. <laughs> Melatonin, L theanine, theanine, GABA. That stuff's good. Which everybody yeah. says GABA, magnesium. So it's like a concoction. And then if I have a big day, which I have on Thursday night, I'm really nervous already because I get up early to fly to Whitehorse in the Yukon.
2: That's oh. so cool. How nice. long is that? It's flight? really cool. I'm
1: really excited, but I'm really nervous about like i don't want to show up to the yukon on like no sleep so uh my you have to be well
2: rested up there (laughs) where where um how long is that flight vancouver to to the
1: yukon i don't know it's like 10 minutes or something (laughs) (laughs) i think it
2: might be quite long because it's way up there oh shit really that's probably like four hours three hours let me see um I, I really am excited that you're going to... I've always wondered what it's like up there. And do you call it Yukon or the
3: Yukon? I just say the Yukon. It's about three hours, it, see, it says here. Okay. And Chris, yeah. do you have a balaclava to keep your face warm in that northern cold that we've all grown up knowing about?
1: Yeah, I brought the balaclava that I use to rob convenience stores. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to say I'm my my doctor prescribed me Uh, Lorazepam For like Mm -hmm. the big nights Do you know what that is? It's a benzo Just like what Jordan Peterson likes
2: Oh What is a benzo? I know about lorazepam But I don't really know What that means A benzo
3: Well it's not a Mercedes Benz James If that's what you're thinking Oh okay Some call it the Mercedes Benz Of drugs (laughs) Well I'm a
1: BMW I don't know what they are I think like they just help. Is it like after quiet your mind of anxiety and stress?
3: Okay.
2: So, have you popped any of these bitches yet?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did take one, uh, one milligram a couple nights ago and I did seem to have a deeper sleep. It was nice. But I also only want to use it for, say, like big occasions because I, mm. as you know, apparently you don't want to get like people get hooked on them.
3: Yeah, don't so get I hooked don't want on benzos. Do- yeah, no. But instead,
1: maybe I'll get hooked on Sleep Great, the uh, yeah. herbal medicine version of a sleep aid. You know what, Chris? I, I don't to- really need a sleep aid when I'm at home. It's just like big, big uh, traveling and stuff like that, and lots of stress and anxiety on my head. Well, I hate yeah.
2: to, I hate to say this, Chris, but I think if you if you if you say, "Oh my God, I'm worried about my sleep." In a couple nights, that's might not. That might make it worse. Yeah, I know. I wonder if you can try to approach it like, even
1: if I don't sleep, I'll be fine. Yes, good call. It is all yeah. mental. I'm mental. You're mental. Yes,
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, a mental comedian lands in Whitehorse, uh, Yukon, <laughs> for a weekend of unforgettable shows.
4: <laughs> What's that oh gonna God.
3: be
2: like? Like you landed the Yukon. I mean, what are you playing, like a bar or like
1: a club or something? Um, It's called the Boiler Room. Wow. Um, I'm doing like three or four shows, I think. Yeah.
3: Are you allowed to do material that's deal. about like summer or suntanning <laughs> or surfing and, you know, beach volleyball? Um,
1: nothing's like off limits. Good. Ooh, but I think for my own, out of respect for the people, I might not talk about, Warmth.
3: (laughs) Don't mention the sun. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let me see.
1: I'm looking at you, uh, the boiler room. It's
0: probably going to
2: be dark there almost the entire day. It's December in the Arctic, basically. Great. Great.
3: (laughs) It's good for your low energy right now and your sleeplessness. Uh, Sleeplessness. Awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but.
2: but like, you <laughs> no. know when the nighttime things get a little wilder? <laughs> so you're gonna be yeah. feeling these sort of wild feelings like you could drink or whatever, and it will yeah. be like
1: two PM. The freaks come out at night. Yeah, oh, it'll be nice. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. It's apparently the shows have been going really excellent. They've brought some other comedians up there. Uh yeah, and they're really fun.
2: If they're listening, yeah. I mean, if they could fly. I and mean, this will probably come evil. out
1: before I go, right? Yeah. Yeah, so if anyone's in the Yukon, make it to Whitehorse this weekend. Absolutely.
2: And also, Boiler boiler Room, room. please fly the three of us up to do a live show from the Yukon. I
1: would love to do that. Yeah. I'm telling you, every show I've done in Vancouver and Victoria on this trip so (laughs) far, people have showed up with evil men t-shirts. I love it. We have a fan base out here. So I think we should do a live show out here. Me too. Let's do it. Me too. I want to do it. It would be really fun
3: I've only ever spent uh, like an hour in British Columbia at the Vancouver airport That is as far uh, into BC as I've ever been And I gotta say, lovely airport I could have stayed there for another hour Really,
1: Mike? Oh, that's high
2: praise Yeah Um, Well, uh, that's exciting Chris in the the Yukon
1: Yeah, sorry to make it not funny with my sleep troubles But I was hoping some listeners can relate, you know? Yeah,
2: now, Maybe Chris. Listeners could write you with their sleep solutions too.
1: You can DM us on Instagram. Well, I tweeted about it recently, and everybody just replies, "Yeah, it sucks. I hate it." <laughs> mm. <laughs> and I'm like, it, "Yeah, know, me too." You know?
2: Re- remember that movie Flatliners with Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland? Sutherland? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, in that movie, they stop their heart. For a few minutes to, I guess, see if there's an afterlife. Like, they do these controlled experiments. Yeah, it might not be the worst idea to think about something like that because you'll definitely sleep <laughs> in that sort of
1: scenario. What the hell?
2: I'm just saying. If you, you get, are me able to, to stop to-
1: my heart in this weird hotel,
2: this is fucked For up. five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> How long until I don't the brain know. dies? We got to get to the bottom of that. Listen, yeah, if you I know think, how
3: long yeah. after you die your brain is alive, please let us know as soon as possible.
2: <laughs> it's like that thing where they talk about in the French Revolution when they speculated that when they cut someone's head off and hold it up to the crowd that the blood hasn't left the head yet. So maybe that person is conscious and can see, you know, for a moment like, oh, shit, yeah, my but body's then do they- gone.
1: But then do they put the head back on the body and then the person goes, "Ah, oh, I feel so much more refreshed and ready to do these shows."
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. Chris, imagine, imagine if you got to go back to the French Revolution and perform at the French Revolution. That would be so cool.
1: That'd be fun. I would be like Commedia dell'arte or whatever, just be like, yeah, so gross and farting and saying, "Yeah, King <laughs> Louis farts." <laughs> You know. Yeah, it'd be <laughs> fun. maybe
2: um Marie Antoinette or something would sort of be like, "Ooh, he's naughty. Meet me behind the curtains."
1: Mhm. I would. James, I want to yeah. I yeah. go back for a sec and sure. ask you why you think being dead for 5 minutes would make you wake up more refreshed. No, I'm saying it's a way to guarantee you will sleep. It, I don't they're dead. Well, it's got to be restful. I think being dead for five minutes is probably not as restful as sleeping eight hours. (laughs) Well, I haven't seen the movie, so.
2: You haven't seen it? No, no, but I just remember
1: the premise. Oh, my God, I saw it. They didn't wake up and go, Huh, oh, I feel great. Give me some eggs and coffee.
3: There's a bunch of students who were like, we need to find the ultimate way to get, you know, uh, super, super rested. Let's die for five minutes and then we'll be yeah. so rested. It'll be amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, we have a big volleyball tournament this weekend and I have so much anxiety about it. I need to get rested. Let's go down to the morgue and lie on the slabs. Oh, well, should, yeah. uh, how do you guys sleep?
2: The,
1: oh, go ahead. Sorry. How do you guys sleep?
2: I'm a pretty good sleeper. I, uh, <laughs> once I get asleep, I, uh, I, I sleep pretty soundly. I, I have to nice. set an alarm even if I don't have to wake up at any particular time. Cause I will sometimes just sleep really late. And you're a an big alarm. fan
1: of red wine, right? I am. Yes. <laughs> Would you say that red wine is like your sleep aid?
2: Um, I mean, <clears throat> I don't bring a big goblet to bed or anything. A chalice yeah. of wine? <laughs> yeah. Okay, time for bed. Click, 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 click. Uh, no, I mean, I think it, uh, maybe it helps. I mean, they say alcohol is makes it worse.
1: Yeah, it makes it worse for me because the sugar starts uh, mm. irritating me halfway through the night and then I wake up and I'm wide awake.
2: The only thing I know about Mike sleeping is that he doesn't dream.
3: Oh, yeah. That's crazy. It's true. Although, so I'll I'll have like... Maybe maybe, if you were
1: dead for five minutes, you'd have cool dreams. (laughs) That's the solution to everything. Dr. Harknett's death therapy. (laughs) Um, Why does James want both Mike and I to be dead for five minutes all the time? Just
3: five minutes. (laughs) The five-minute rule uh, of dying. I um, only remember like two dreams of mine a year. And I recently had one... Out of, the, out of the blue um, that I it was like an anxiety dream that I had like a presentation to make at school uh, this coming Friday and it was like required a lot of work and I hadn't even begun it yet and it was just a very stressful dream
2: <clears throat> I hated it
1: I could see mm. your uh, unconscious avoiding dreams like it sees dreams coming and it's like <laughs> nope,
2: not it shuts
3: down <laughs> nope <laughs>
1: An alarm it
2: goes off. on. and The consciousness puts on an eye mask and ear earplugs.
3: <laughs> I can't hear you. La, 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 la. Yeah, should so I maybe. Interesting oh, sorry, I go have ahead. A, it's interesting that I just have a black hole where my dreams should be. <laughs> yeah, what is that? <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yeah. I would like it to, I would like it if um, doctors could see that on an X ray. Like, hmm, odd, you know? Like on a neuroscan or something. This is exactly where dreams should be, but there's nothing there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's and it's <clears throat> and it's spinning like a vortex.
0: <laughs> or
1: like a whirlpool. pool.
3: If, can... if you put your ear close to it, you can just hear screaming.
1: <laughs> and a and a dim hum. <laughs> you have a you have a whirlpool in your unconscious that sucks your dreams away.
3: <laughs> Probably, I wouldn't be surprised if a doctor told me that.
1: <laughs> well, since we can't see each other during this recording right now, and we're just mm-hmm. doing audio, I feel like I'm in a dream a little bit because I can hear your voices, but it's like.
2: I kind of like uh, it. I mean, hey,
1: if I could see you guys, I would. But I'm kind of enjoying the uh, intimacy of no vision. Hey, if I could see you guys, I would. Don't worry about it. But uh, (laughs) I don't mind just listening to your voices, you know?
2: Beep, beep. (laughs) Before we get to our evil man, please go ahead and check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash evil men for a few dollars a month. You get two bonus episodes a month. You get to join our Discord and talk to us. Uh, we would really appreciate it. And if you've are already done it, we thank you so much. And if you can't, maybe you could rate us and review us.
3: Mr. James, Mr. James, calling Mr. James, Mr. James, Mr. James. Who's this week's
2: evil man? Mike, I'm shocked that you are able to make a reference to the Aqua song "Doctor Jones." Yes, yeah. I, I wouldn't have thought that you would have known—not uh, <laughs> just an Aqua song, but <laughs> a deep
3: cut Aqua single. Oh, it was a big, it was a big hit. But I just wish I could see the look on your faces because I assume you're both. Your jaws have just dropped and hit the floor. Yeah.
2: In that song, remember they go "Happy, <laughs> happy." Oh yeah, I'll never forget that part Oh, so good Um, alright, well, uh, I chose the evil man Uh, for this episode And, uh, it's a doozy It's a big one Uh, I chose Alex Jones Oh no Oh Um, he was in the, we all saw him on Twitter Recently Yes when he, he was like, uh <laughs> Kanye, now you don't really like uh, Nazis or Hitler, and Kanye's like, "Yes, I 100% do," and he's like, "Oh, yeah. um, but we're gonna dig deeper into no,
3: Mr. Kanye Jones. said,
1: "I love Jews and I love Nazis," <clears throat> and then Alex Jones was like, "Oh, <laughs> I have to disagree <laughs> with you there." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty funny. That's crazy. Mm. Yeah, I he, mean, Alex he bit was off funny. more than he could. Kanye chew. was not.
2: Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. But, I mean, hey, Kanye was looking great.
1: Yeah. Sorry. I mean,
3: his balaclava with no eyes or mouth, it was a cool look. I will give him that. Excellent look. And I'm afraid that because of what he said while wearing that, that that look won't take off the way it deserves to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it kind of
1: had a nice um, symbolic meaning, like, no mouth to the balaclava means that Mm. uh, you you're not being heard. They don't want you to be heard. And mm-hmm. maybe also from what he said through the knitting of the balaclava, yeah, he shouldn't be heard ever again. <laughs> I
2: like the idea of Mike being on a first date and being like, you know what it would be such an, a great first impression? If I wear my no eyes, no mouth balaclava on the date.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you certainly won't uh, just look like you know another regular Joe. Just the no, average guy. you'll stand yeah. out. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. What um, about a belaclava with no mouth but eyes? I mean, that's interesting. Also a great idea. Yeah. Interesting. Or what about a
1: belaclava with no eyes but mouth?
3: <laughs> <laughs> now I think that, that is, is the ultimate. Yeah. You know what? That would just no be mouth- like
1: some weird like winter blowjob guy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the winter blowjob guy yeah. No mouth
2: but eyes I could think is fine I um, Mouth but no eyes Is very strange Very strange
3: <laughs> Hey there's, It's a really weird look <laughs> There is a market for those uh, Yeah you know? Yeah <laughs> um, Can Someone
1: knit me a whole suit With no holes in it just like a bella like style body suit with no holes in it. Right. At all. Uh,
3: none I've for seen pee, videos. none for
1: poo, speaking, hearing, nothing. Mm. How
3: about underwear that is um, sewn onto your skin so you can never take it off. And <laughs> it's just there.
2: <laughs> I, I've seen videos on Twitter where it'll show a guy kind of like in a, um, kind of a latex sort of suit, sort of, Squeezed right against his body, and he has a big boner. You oh, know that's what I'm talking cool. about. Yeah, I nice. I, I
3: actually don't know what you're talking
2: about. I've just seen this image tweeted, and it's, I guess, someone getting off, uh, right. doing kind of what you guys describe, where they're kind of in a <laughs> suit with no
1: holes. Right. Well,
2: anyway. Um,
1: <laughs> I've been getting off in a suit with no holes. <laughs> <laughs> la la la
2: da, da, la, da, la. Da, la la la. So before we get to Alex Jones, oh, yeah. I I thought um, I would mention an interesting thing I saw in the Adam Curtis documentary, Can't Get You Out of My Head. Yeah. I know you've seen that, Chris. I love that guy. He's great. He is cool. It's cool. It's a pleasant vibe watching those uh, documentaries. But He's he, like 21st century Mr. Bean. You know what I mean? Or Casey Kasem.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Adam Curtis. Um, so he talks in that documentary about the birth of modern conspiracy theories, which I thought was kind Adam of an Curtis interesting Curtis documentaries practice.
1: are always like, but what everybody didn't know was at the same time they were doing this, this was happening right over there. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, like, there's always been, you know, some kinds of conspiracies, basically. Um a very common Middle Ages conspiracy was the idea that Jewish people were conspiring with the devil to get Jerusalem back. Um, King Philip IV of France was worried that the Templar knights had too much power. So he made up a conspiracy that these knights were pedophiles and Satan worshipers and got them all arrested. A Holy shit. It starts way back still, from then? Yeah. A tactic we still see
1: all the time today. Oh, Th- sorry. I cut you off. But yeah, that's a, that blows yeah. my mind. That yeah, that weird? ruined
3: that conspiracy theory, ruined Jeffrey Jones's acting career. <laughs> I know it's what a uh, yeah, the Illuminati.
2: Um, but uh, yeah, so Adam Curtis in this documentary talks about sort of the birth of mo- some modern conspiracies and how in the 60s there was this realization that maybe our government is actually doing secret, shady stuff. Um, Notably, uh, notable examples being the the assassination of JFK and the MK, MK Ultra, Ultra. Yeah, yeah, which we talked about, which was so interesting, uh, where the CIA dosed people with LSD. Um, so from from these sort of weird stories, people started to be like, you know, I feel like there's this secret system of power that's really controlling the country, you know, and I don't think. People really had that idea so much before the sixties. <clears throat> so this guy, Carrie Thornley, who was kind of a counterculture writer, um, wanted to do an experiment to show how absurd conspiracy theories were, which he called Operation Mindfuck. And Michael, I know you're a big Operation Dumbo Drop fan, but this is
1: yeah.
3: uh Yeah, this sounds like a quite a different thing.
1: I'm a big yeah. fan of Operation Dumbo Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's you having sex with an
2: elephant. Um. <laughs>
1: but yeah, this is, uh, I remember this part. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting.
2: So, and also, in
1: 19- yeah. But, anyways, yeah, sorry.
2: Sorry. So, in 1969, this guy starts Operation Mindfuck um, with a friend of his who happened to work at Playboy Magazine. Uh, So he and his friend placed a fake letter in the letters page of Playboy. And uh, this fake letter asked if all the political assassinations in America were really being masterminded by a single secret society, the Illuminati. And it said that the Illuminati was behind all the chaos and fear gripping America, Um, which is kind of funny imagining this Illuminati uh, letter like – Amongst the other letters that a Playboy magazine would get, I guess. Right. Um, Is is it safe to swallow jizz? um,
3: (laughs) Someone writes that to Playboy. Yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) Um, So,
1: Playboy, my mistress just swallowed her boyfriend's jizz and then kissed me. (laughs) (laughs) Is Is she safe? Um, so some of
2: Thornley's followers spread this false rumor in other magazines and books and stuff. And Thornley's aim with this whole thing of, of kind of raising the idea of the Illuminati was to break the spell of conspiracy theories by making people see the absurdity of believing in them, uh, and he chose the Illuminati to make this point because he felt that nobody could really believe that an 18th century organization from Bavaria was really the secret rulers of the modern world. It was like so ridiculous to him that, that it would be taken seriously. So it was like a joke. Um <laughs> But obviously, that did not work, this
3: yeah, Operation Yeah, here we fight. are. <clears throat> yeah. Ooh. So wait, were the Illuminati an actual group from, as you said, the 18th century in yes. Bavaria? Yes. Okay. And there
2: was, in the early 1800s, a bit of a fear in America that the Illuminati was going to try to overturn the revolution, the American Revolution. So there was already a little bit of a boogeyman thing, I guess, but right. not they were not relevant anymore at all. <clears throat> So, so yeah, it's like in the early seventies, it's chaotic and there are real conspiracies like MK ultra and these fake conspiracies, like the Illuminati being the secret rulers of the world, all kind of get mixed in together. And then, you know, 25, 30 years later, everyone's on the internet and all this shit's blowing up. Um, So it's kind of interesting just as a little preface before we get to Alex that, that seems like like a big contributor of how a guy like Alex Jones right. uh, becomes a famous dude.
3: People will believe basically any idea, no matter how outlandish, and they have yeah. fun believing it.
2: It is fun. It like before the last few years when it seemed like it wasn't funny to laugh at conspiracy theories so much anymore because so many people really believe them. I loved watching that shit. I would read – like I, I genuinely always enjoyed like learning about what people think in this way. Like that yeah. David I- – did you ever watch that David Icke documentary where he thinks that everyone's a li- – like the – he basically thinks instead of the Illuminati secretly running the world, it's lizard people.
1: Yeah. And it's kind of anti-Semitic too. Right. Some of his stuff. Yeah. And also shapeshifters he believes in. Which, like, why not, eh? I've seen people shape into, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, um, Billy Corgan told
2: Howard Stern he's seen a shapeshifter.
1: Yeah, but also Billy Corgan toured the world for years and years as a rock star doing drugs and sleeping with (laughs) 5 million people at once. I bet you. I bet you. I'm uh, I'm alleging that. I don't know. uh, But, like... I don't know for sure. Are you saying he's wrong? He probably went to bed with a girl and woke up and a different girl was there in the morning. And he was like, (laughs) shapeshifter.
2: (laughs) Or he had like beer goggles. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. yeah. She
1: was way hotter. That's a
3: shapeshifter. You're not who got in bed with me last night. There's no (laughs) fucking way. Billy Corgan is famous for having the worst beer goggles in music. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, he thinks the, the world, world is a vampire. Is a vampire. Yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. Today is the greatest. <laughs> then he takes his beer goggles off. Wait, no, today sucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain.
2: Yeah. So let's let's talk about Alex Jones. Uh he was born in Dallas, Texas in 1974. Now,
3: that is always what? surprising when you realize yes. that he's
2: not really that old. Holy no. shit, dude. Alex Jones is 48.
3: <laughs> he's not what even 50. What
1: <laughs> fuck is going on? <laughs> how old did how old did you think he was?
2: Can you like well, No, I, 48 I think he's is like crazy.
1: I think he's, yeah, I thought he was like 58 for 15 years.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. No, oh he's 48. Oh my God, 48. I feel sick. He's probably younger than Trudeau. Oh, he's absolutely younger. Trudeau's like 51 or something. Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. <clears throat> yeah. Um. So- uh 48. Yeah, he's forty-eight. We would have gone to high school at the same time. He would have been finishing; I'd be starting. <laughs> yeah, he'd be a grade twelve, and you'd be a
2: minor niner. Or...
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he tried to wedgie me, and everybody else would be like, "Chill, this kid's cool, man."
2: <laughs> he seems like the kind of yeah. He seems like the kind of guy who probably wedgied a, bo- a boy or two back in
3: his day, or he was like um, the, the wedgie. Given a wedgie is an ancient uh, (laughs) (laughs) evil practice that's been handed down from, like, (laughs) Genghis Khan or something. The ancient Mayans used to wedgie pedophiles (laughs) to make sure that their penises wouldn't come out of their (laughs) body.
2: (laughs) Uh, um, Alex uh, claims Irish, German, Welsh, English and Comanche descent.
3: Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> but Oh, well, then based on should Don, we even continue being talking about him? Or? <laughs> I,
2: I have not looked into it, but I just I call BS on the Comanche one. There's no way.
1: It yeah, just that sounds, sounds so like cool. a safeguard on his part. Yeah. to like protect him from criticism.
2: Part Comanche.
1: Um so uh, his family
2: moved to Austin, he grew up in Austin. Um, and he attended an Austin community college, but he dropped out. Okay. Um, Damn. so
1: as a kid, he dropped out to become a genius.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's a great lesson. Who needs school? Does it For say Alex in in his early years there that you're reading that he, uh, he, uh, heavily indulged in Texas barbecue as a young man? <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, yes. good, good, good. Uh loves ribs.
2: Um, so as a kid, Alex uh read a book by a conspiracy theorist named Gary Allen, who alleged that global bankers controlled American politics rather <laughs> than elected officials. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um so this had a profound effect on Alex, this idea. Uh, Alex later said that, that that book was the easiest to read primer. On the New World Order. Um, Wait, sorry. What expli- was it called again? It was called. Um, oh, you know, I didn't write it down. The author's name is Gary Allen.
1: Are you going to read it? I'm going to. Yeah, I, I need to start somewhere as well. Mm. Gary Allen. Mm-hmm. Kind of a boring name. No offense to
2: Gary's out there.
1: Well, maybe it's an <laughs> alias, so he can hide his special magic oh, yeah. name. <clears throat>
2: Um so yeah this this book was like described the new world world order. Do you guys want me to describe what In, the new uh, world Wikipedia, order is? Wikipedia they call
1: him a conservative writer too so
2: Yeah they mostly all are.
1: It's weird. Mike, eh? what would Why? you guess the
2: Well as you'll see I think a lot of the conspiracies seem to kind of boil down to like stuff like I I have guns to to protect myself, and I don't want the government to come and take my guns and take my rights. Like they, they do right. often kind of boil down to that, I think. And
1: racism. Yep.
2: Yep. Yeah. And I think sometimes just those those things definitely. And then sometimes I think honestly, just like it's fun to believe in <laughs> something more interesting than the reality. Oh, I think. I it mean, must I get be it. This like book. I don't, I don't believe yes. them, but I do love learning about them.
1: I think it must be called none dare call it conspiracy. That could be it. It came out it was published in 71. Yeah.
2: In the summer yeah. of 71. <laughs> Mike, uh so so that book was about the new world order. What what would you guess? Do you have any do you know what the new world
3: order is? Do you have any guesses? Oh, I'm sure it's something really good and fun and uh positive. Um was it when they uh it, they so when remember those um horror cereals? There's uh Chocula Count Chocula, and, yeah. And Frightened or what's it called? Uh, Chocula and Frankenberry. Frankenberry. There used to be another one called Boo Berry. And okay. then they took that off the market. Is this book about why they took Boo Berry off so the that's market?
2: Okay. Chris, do you have a guess of what the New World Order is?
1: Um Yes. It is called Frankenberry. So they have Booberry and Frankenberry? No, no longer boo. the Boo-berry. fuck is the fucking difference? Yeah. Oh, because Booberry was blue and Franken was Straubs. Yeah. Um The New World Order. I just remember the ministry song and uh George Bush Sr. going, A New World Order. And then like ministry thra- shredding over it, like
3: you know, remember that song, Mike? I remember that song, yeah. And well, on a serious to answer seriously was it, I remember people talking about like uh, a one world government and like just one type of currency and then everyone yeah. has That's like pretty a, much it. a uh, barcode it's, it's, on their forehead. The Great <laughs> yeah. Reset, I feel like, is the
1: new conspiracy theorist version of New World Order.
2: I think you're a hundred percent right. Yeah. Um, but yes, Mike, you're right. the The New World Order is this idea that there are a secret, powerful group of elites who want to do away with sovereign nations, and they want to create a totalitarian one world government. Oh um, shit, that'd
1: be awesome! And we, like the that's empire exactly.
2: I literally made that note like I mean that doesn't sound that bad you don't need a passport to go anywhere yeah. <laughs> if, if an American show wanted to hire us we don't have to get a work visa yeah
3: I mean you don't have to get okay, money I'm changed. a globalist yeah, I, I yeah.
2: sign up for this
1: and that yeah and I would love to just like buy a house Yeah, like anywhere I want in the world and just go yeah. there and relax
2: you could buy a house in Costa Rica no problem it's a
1: one Maybe world that's why certain countries don't want because um, <laughs> not everybody is freezing in Canada. <laughs> All these Canadians just go to these awesome. Like yeah. no one lives in Canada anymore.
2: <laughs> that's why Justin, because Justin Trudeau, in these people's minds, is a you know a high end globalist. So yeah. maybe that's why he know That's why we we vote for him because yeah. you know make it easier for us to go on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, Alex, uh, was also heavily influenced by this guy named William Cooper and William Cooper was a real nut bar. I think it's safe to say who lived in a, a bunker in Arizona and <laughs> he, well, that's cool. That's normal. Yeah. He had a conspiracy show on the air in the nineties. But it wasn't on the radio; it was on shortwave radio, um, but still hugely popular. I don't know if you guys ever um, have listened to shortwave radio. My my uncle was like a sailor, and so he um, when he'd come and visit, he'd have like a shortwave radio. He'd bring it that he I guess would listen to when he was younger on boats, and it is kind of cool. Like you could pick up like BBC News, like in Canada. You know, it's like a station. You know, they would people there would be like an international. Uh, ability to pick up international shows and stuff, but anyway, so this guy, William Cooper, uh, had this conspiracy shortwave radio show and he'd talk about the Illuminati and the Rothschild family and the Bilderberg group, the CIA, the Pope, the UN, the communist party, the Nazi party, and all these groups were responsible for a satanic globalist plot. And this idea that there is a secret deep state operating in the shadows that we don't know about that's pulling all the strings. Um, Can I just say about that? we saw with the Illuminati thing is basically like we were sort of seeing the origin of of that idea there.
1: Can I just say something about that? Yeah. Uh, Speaking of Adam Curtis, there was this great article years ago where Adam Curtis was sort of interviewing Errol Morris and vice versa. They're basically just chatting with each other. Yeah. And uh both have done deep dive documentaries about this kind of stuff. Like you know, mm. Errol Morris is, did the did the one on the MK Ultra stuff and all kinds of stuff. Like he's got such a great track record. Adam Curtis. Yeah. And but they were saying like they both agreed that <clears throat> the problem with conspiracy theory is thinking that there is this like one global force controlling everything. Is that they're not taking into account um, that humans are a mess, emotional mess and their hubris dominate them. And so therefore like giant cabals would never be able to work together. Mm -hmm. Right. Because they'd be emotionally Mm -hmm. driven in all these different directions that would drive them apart instantly. Like as we see in microcosms and like cults and stuff like that. It's a good point. And, and, yeah a group of
2: people with all with like trying to pull off this crazy idea they wouldn't be able to keep this secret,
1: yeah, or even mm. a sm- a bigger microcosm, like just governments in general are always mm-hmm. so fucked. it doesn't seem like anyone's actually puppeteering anything. Yeah. I mean, I guess the idea Except of like for maybe a, some corporations have interests, but whatever. Yeah,
2: I mean, I I guess the idea of like MK Ultra was this kind of sp, like splinter group of the CIA that people didn't really know about. Like, I guess if something's kind of hidden away and they're doing weird stuff, maybe. But you're right. Like the idea that but these a giant guys all,
1: underground satanic, yeah, like, it's probably ball that controls everything. <clears throat> How is that possible?
3: It's not likely. There'd be a blabbermouth in there somewhere who would, you know, spill the beans. Yeah, you know, but like, then they- you're the gossip master <laughs> of our
2: crew. So I hope you're not in any satanic uh, globalist groups. Because- oh crap!
3: I got kicked out of the Illuminati for uh, running my mouth, <laughs> telling all the secrets.
2: Um. So anyway, yeah that that guy William Cooper had millions of listeners. Um. Tupac Shakur was a fan. Uh, hey. uh, Alex Jones was a fan. Also, Timothy McVeigh, very, very influenced by that guy, William Cooper.
3: So this guy was like the Beatles uh, for psychos. <laughs> well, who were the Beatles influenced by? Uh, like black R&B okay. and, well, and soul music.
2: If Alex Jones was, you know, Weezer, then William Cooper was the Cars and the Pixies. Okay. Okay. Um. So, um, when Alex was around 18 years old, he started hosting a public access TV show about conspiracies in Austin. It's pretty impressive at eight, at 18. Wow. Um, a big event that, uh, an event that had like a big in, impact on Alex as he was like doing this show was the Waco siege in 1993. Remember that with David Koresh when it was like yeah. a cult, I guess the branch Davidians and they wouldn't leave, and um, I didn't realize this, but there was a police standoff, and 83 members of the group were killed?
1: Yeah. It's a lot. Well, yeah, it's actually, that was a story that they had to paint differently in the media as well, because it was quite the debacle. They basically just burned a ton of Mm -hmm. people alive. Right.
3: And kids were Um, killed as well.
1: Yeah. God. Kids, lovers, you name it.
2: Oh, man, the two things. Um,
1: the two things well, that usually leave the sinking ship fast. <laughs> this, uh, uh, I don't know what I'm saying.
2: Well, it's funny you said that because I didn't know those details because there there were a lot of conspiracies about Waco. And Alex Jones really held the opinion that, like, these people were peaceful and the police were, like, being psycho. And uh, that guy, William Cooper, was really obsessed with Waco. And he'd talk about it on his show every night during the siege. And I think the the reason these guys really felt passionate about the Waco thing was because in their minds, it's like the government coming to take away these people's guns. And then if they do that, they'll take our guns away, too. Um, and by the way, Timothy, Timothy McVeigh, who was a big William Cooper fan, he was like so influenced by that guy that he actually drove to Waco to watch the standoff before he did the Oklahoma City bombing. Um, Whoa. Um, Kind of crazy. Um yeah. anyway, so so for Alex, like the events of Waco really confirmed his belief in unseen malevolent forces.
3: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um I <clears throat> I, I just sent you guys um in our Twitter DM a picture mm-hmm. of a young Alex Jones. I guess he was like an amateur bodybuilder. <laughs> I've never Whoa, seen I've never seen <laughs> pictures of him young. What? What the fuck?
1: Super. He hot. was
2: like, what? I guess this explains
3: his confidence. He was a confident young uh, Texan who missed he tr- really just let, let himself government. go. That's crazy. He looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. There,
1: he looks 48.
3: <laughs> Imagine uh, those big biceps and shoulders tuning into a shortwave radio. Yeah.
2: Why did this kid get into public access TV and talk about conspiracies? He should have like run a car
1: dealership. Yeah. Can I read you what Errol Morris said? Sure. He said, conspiracies imply that someone somewhere is in control of what's going on, but history is the product of people out of control. What? uh Yeah. And he's talking to Adam Curtis. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. And then Adam Curtis says, once an idea gets legs, it has its own internal logic that tends to take over. <clears throat> I'm a great believer in unintended consequences. I'm part of that generation that's actually against the grand plans of McNamara's generation. We're just talking about, you know, the Errol Morris uh, subject. Mm-hmm. I mean, they genuinely believed that they could plan things, didn't they? And yeah, it's really, I, I don't know. It's just because my dad was like such a, I really recommend this article. It's a... Uh, From 2005, uh, it becomes a self-fulfilling thing. Adam Curtis talks with Errol Morris. Please look at it. I only bring it up because you're bringing up all this stuff, and it's like triggering Mm. me because my dad was like a hardcore conspiracy theorist for 10, 15 years before he died, and he loved Alex Jones, I hate to say.
3: Really? And
1: I remember one time I was trying to convince him that Alex Jones was just like a charlatan, like a snake oil salesman, and I Mm -hmm. showed him how, like, okay, you go on his website – and you see all these like news about like crazy conspiracy theories that are freaking you out. I know to sorry to jump ahead, but no, no, no. It, it's uh, but also like click the next page. It's the store, and it's like all these fucking products, right? Brainforce.
2: Oh yeah, yeah oh brain, yeah. We'll get to yeah, that. We'll get to yes. that. But no, like, he,
1: he's selling stuff. Yeah, it's so funny though. Like, how could mm. you just hook, line, and sinker follow someone for years and not see that as like the ultimate? hypocritical like bonk on the head you know what I mean I know but it's it, this whole last few years has been so strange because yeah
2: you read what people think <clears throat> online and you're like I don't feel like I live in the same universe as you I don't I don't yeah. understand just especially with COVID and vaccines and all that mm-hmm. like there yeah a woman sure. who said, like Fuck they didn't work as well as would
1: be hmm. at my show on uh, Victoria like two nights really yeah, she and said, then I just went Trudeau. off. It was really funny, though. <laughs> That's funny, but it's so weird to see like you're saying that. Like, what I yeah. I said to her, like, yeah, fuck Trudeau, eh? He's the source of all your problems, eh? I'm sure it's <laughs> I'm sure yeah. it's nothing else. It's just <laughs> Trudeau,
2: you <know>? like- <laughs> Yeah, it's not your shit. <laughs> It's not how fucking like what an idiot you are. It's, but the trucker, like, I don't care about Trudeau really, one way or the other. Yeah, I don't care. Like, but he's not radical. If anything, he's so, (coughs) in my opinion, down the middle. And like the trucker people and like the American right, to them, he's a dictator. Uh, Like, you know, um, it's, it's so strange. I don't, yeah, anyway, but I, you know, I try not to judge like your dad. It It is mm. seductive, you know? Like, these ideas are seductive and fun. Like, look at QAnon. People ruin their lives obsessing about it.
1: Yes. He, he <laughs> lived, I mean, yeah, like, JFK in an isolated is alive, place. But. He was isolated, and he was angry. And I mm. feel like, you know, it fits the description for a lot of the people that you hear about. Um, mm. Yeah, I've talked about on this podcast that I come from clown blood. <laughs> um, but I also come from hermit blood. I have... Cr- I have dad and uncles that have both like hated society and like become hermits. (laughs) So I have like clowns. (laughs)
2: Uncomfortable laugh at the end. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: Well, it's uncomfortable because my God, yes. It's like, I come from a family of clowns and hermits. Like, yeah, I'll be, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I actually
2: kind of think the reason I follow sports so much is it almost fills the same hole that maybe conspiracies do for other people. Because, you know, it's just like, I'm What are the, I'm, I'm like checking Twitter, like, what are the Blue Jays going to do this off season or like the World Cup or the Raptors, whatever. Like, it's just something to, I don't know, something to occupy yourself with, something to like get invested in. And I don't know, right. I feel like some people turn to um, <laughs> Alex Jones stuff.
3: <laughs> well, yeah. what it's was his early- Like, Mike, I know for you, Mike, it's pornography. Yes, that's ha- that's my release valve. That's my happy place. <laughs> <laughs> my premium Pornhub account is where I go <laughs> when I need to be alone, when I need to reflect on things, <laughs> when I need some me time. Yeah. Um, but what were you saying? He, he, so he's a young man on a mm-hmm. public access like cable. That's show right. Was his first thing?
2: Yes. Um, so, uh, Public access, like probably the fact that it was public access probably had a lot to do with Alex Jones creating the persona he did because, you know, there's like hardly any stakes. There's no real <laughs> rules. Um, so he could be weird or do whatever he wanted. And I think he, he could like keep Austin developed- weird. That's right. And uh, he kind of developed his developed his persona this way. Uh, he took a lot of William Cooper's ideas, but... Where William Cooper was a weirdo in an Arizona bunker, Alex Jones is pretty entertaining. <laughs> um, in '96, uh, same year as Pinkerton was released, uh, <laughs> Jones started hosting a conspiracy radio show on an Austin radio station, and like he started getting fans. People started liking it. Um, <clears throat> in '97, so yeah, at this point, I so think you're still early '20s just, then. Yeah. And people just sort of think he's funny, I think. Just uh, a young, hot, buff guy. <laughs> quite literally. Um, in 1997, readers of the alt-weekly Austin Chronicle, I guess like that's like their now magazine, they voted Jones the best-looking crank. Um, and the newspaper wrote this about Alex Jones, quote, He does seem to be an impressionable young lad, but Jones's heart always seems to be in the right place, expressing outrage at the dominant media and the Clinton administration and whatever other windmill he can topple. It's kind of fun to watch. And damn, he is cute.
1: (laughs) What the hell is going on? I remember there were like theories, conspiracy theories in the past that... Bill Hicks didn't die, and he became Alex yeah. Jones, but the timeline does not match up.
2: It's <laughs> funny, Bill Hicks. I never really watched any of Bill Hicks stand up. I just know people kind of joke about it um <clears throat> so uh so Alex has like some followers now, and he's kind of getting a bit more known and he was remember he was so passionate about the whole Waco thing, so in nineteen ninety nine he actually raised money to help rebuild the Waco Branch Davidian Church, and he raised ninety-two thousand dollars. Um, it made you can national just raise news. That kind of
1: money, I want money. Yeah,
2: yeah, really. Come on, Alex.
1: Let's raise um, some money, guys.
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> Patreon.com slash evil men. Um, but uh, this story even made national news, and Jay Leno even did a monologue joke about it.
3: Oh my god! Let's hear
2: it. The joke was. If you're gonna rebuild the church, use concrete next time.
3: Which
1: is pretty
4: <laughs> Whoa, shitty, right? I didn't grim. know they died like, in the fire. Yeah,
1: children burned alive because because they, uh, <laughs> they had like tractors like shoving walls down, but then they inadvertently trapped them inside. Yeah, I mean, it was fucked up. Jay's, watch the-
2: relationship, Jay's relationship with fire not great.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Well, maybe that's why he got burned by his car. He was fucking treating fire like shit for so many years. Koresh's revenge.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Um,
2: Yeah. So uh, anyway, this crossed a line for the radio station and uh, he got fired. Uh, uh, Alex said, it was purely political and it came down from on high. I was told 11 weeks ago to lay off Clinton, to lay off all these politicians, to not talk about rebuilding the church and to stop bashing the Marines.
1: <laughs> didn't know he, he was bashing the Marines.
2: the Marines. Yeah. I think at this point, like he was right wing, but he might've had a lot of talking points that weren't really right or left, you know, like, uh, cause he hated George W too. Anyway. So, uh, the station said that they fired Alex Jones because they wanted him to broaden his topics, which is sort of funny. Imagining like, you know, he's like, uh, there's a deep state that first we're going to talk about a deep state that runs America. And next we're going to talk about your veg- vegetable garden
3: tips. <laughs>
2: Hard to imagine him broadening. Uh,
3: I want to hear about the best vacation you ever took. <laughs> yeah. Money saving tips for Christmas after the break. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Um. But uh, getting fired by this radio station was the best thing for Alex, best thing that ever happened to him. Um, he went on the computer and he made a website called Infowars.com and uh, he started his own radio show on the internet. Um, by the way, by 2016, Infowars was receiving more visits than sites like The Economist or Newsweek. Um, right. So yeah, Alex started up his own independent radio show, and within weeks, uh it was picked up by 60 radio stations in America.
3: Oh really? I didn't know that he had like a syndicated radio. Like, I didn't know InfoWars had been available on like terrestrial radio. I thought it had only yeah. always been uh online. Is he still mm-hmm.
1: hot at this time? <laughs>
3: uh
2: are his looks slipping. I think I'm I'm gonna g- I mean it's been such a rapid descent from from what we just saw, I've got to think they started slipping at this point. Oh, the local newspapers. So some said of
1: that- these other big, uh, these other big uh, news networks, kind of rip him off and try to take his sensationalist style to kind of capitalize off of what what he created.
2: You're asking me if I think they do,
1: or they did at this time because he's dominating, as you said.
2: Yeah, well, because yeah, at the time the right wing guys were like Rush Limbaugh and uh, I don't know. Glenn Beck maybe, and he he uh, was – eventually, he became way more popular than them, and his audience was like way younger because he was kind of crazier, and it was kind of like internet-based. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, get on the internet, you know, if you're going to start a business. Um, <clears throat> so uh, in 2000, Alex Jones fell out with that other conspiracy guy, William Cooper. no. Um, yeah, I know, the guy in the bunker. Um for one thing, Cooper was probably jealous because he used to be the conspiracy guy um along right. with like Art Bell. Um but uh Alex totally supplanted him. Um uh but also Cooper said Alex Jones you are a bald-faced miserable, stinking coward and liar. Oh no. Um, and that's Why? because of that's because weeks before, on New Year's <laughs> Eve, Alex Jones declared that recently installed Russian President Putin had launched nuclear missiles at America. Okay. What a New Year's. Imagine Ooh. hearing that on the radio and you don't know
3: the radio show. Um, Jeez. So anyway, this and, guy- And, and that, wasn't, uh, that wasn't accurate, was it?
1: <laughs> yeah, where did the <laughs> missiles go?
3: It turned out to be a small mistake. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, Russia we all make
2: <laughs> And also, 1999, I don't remember there being, like, a real
3: threat of Russia nuking the U.S. in 1999 when I was 18. No, that was all... Or 17. Um, Y2K, or was it the year before Y2K? I, I
2: think it might have been, like, right around Y2K. Yeah,
1: it was 99 Maybe, I, Boris Yeltsin years?
2: I, Still? I guess Putin would just come in when this happened. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. Okay. So anyway, that guy Cooper was like an anti-semitic racist loon, but he he was fed up with like how Alex Jones would just make stuff up. And uh, he said about Alex, quote, (laughs) the rumors that he spreads over the airwaves are not good for any of us. They're not good for the nation, and they are especially not good for militias and patriots.
3: (laughs) So he was even too much for a psycho who lived in a bunker in Arizona.
2: (laughs) Yes, because he made up too much stuff, basically. Yeah, Um, 99,
1: it was still... um... Maybe it was... Two
2: thousand uh, going into two thousand and one, I know it, it was, was New Dimitri Year's Eve.
1: Medvedev oh yeah, um, but anyways, I just wanted to say that conspiracy theories like uh, that used to be on the radio too, used to be a bit more fun because they'd talk about like aliens and monsters mm-hmm. in the woods and stuff, and yeah. Alex Jones kind of trimmed that fat off, right. And he, yeah, you know, kind of just be, like made it hyper focused on like weird. Yeah, like they're trying well, to control us. Political. Talking points. Yeah,
2: because um, like I used to listen to Art Bell, who had an yeah, overnight what, show that he also that up, recorded from that. a from a bunker.
3: Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it was a great time for bunker broadcasting.
2: <laughs> Mike, Google Art Bell. Oh, I used to listen to Art Bell. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, he, I think he was in, like, he moved to, like, the Philippines, too, or something. Well, and he broadcast from, from
3: Las Vegas, and he would talk about the shadow yeah. people and astral, yes! projecting, uh, astral projection and uh, stuff like that. Yeah.
2: I love the shadow people. <clears throat> it was that idea that, like, when you see something out of the side of your eye, like, you think you see a person, like, that that's real.
1: Yeah. Like, why? There's a really good um, Doctor Who series about that. And, no, I'm sorry, it was Boris Yeltsin still. Just want to... No, we got to get we've got to
3: set the record we straight. We got to get the
1: facts straight because people go ballistic on Apple podcast reviews now.
3: Yeah, especially and we don't want to get them any at bay. We don't want to get any Russian facts wrong.
1: Yeah. The state of the world right all, now. all due respect.
2: Um but yes, <laughs> you're right cuz like Art Bell would talk way more about like I remember listening to Art Bell and someone called in and was like a vampire came into my apartment last night and Art Bell's like, "Oh, really?" what did he do? and the guy's yeah. like you know we just talked to me and whatever. It's probably just a crackhead. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um <laughs> So yeah, I read this like big Daily Beast article about Alex Jones and uh they they put it as saying that Alex had mastered the ability to convince listeners that he and only he could be trusted no matter how absolutely crazy the things he was saying sounded. Or how wrong he was, and they described it as a dizzyingly powerful skill. Wow. Um so I sort of feel like, um, because we have a we still have like a chunk of Alex left, um, what would you guys say to a to a two fucking parter? Whoa, we two pause scoops things here. And then we do next week the part
3: two. I I'm up for having a you know sa- saving the last half of alex for sa- for savoring later all right stay tuned for part 2 oh.
1: This podcast
2: has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.
0: Sonar! If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause.